beware of spoilers, I am Adam. I beat the school bus out today, so I don't get stuck behind it on my way to work. It's a good feeling. Good feeling. Um, let's see. So a little bit of uh, something before we dive into today's topic. Um, I did get a little bit of flack about a comment I made on the past podcast regarding... Um, you know, professional video game players, and how it's an easy job, and how it is not the same thing as professional sports, because, you know, I think my exact words were, if I started right now at age 28, and decided to quit my job and devote 100% of my time into, um, you know, playing football professionally, I will never make it into the NFL. But if I quit my job right now and put 100% of my time into playing insert video game here, I could probably play professionally. Uh, And ultimately, the biggest decider of whether or not someone can play a video game professionally is the financial means to train themselves to play the game by playing it a lot. Um, And then also the barrier of entry of being able to play the game. Um, I decided to test my theory. Um, So I quit my job. No, I'm kidding. I... um, I looked up what the speedrun world record was for Pokemon Emerald, um, which, for those of you who don't know, which came out in 2005, I believe, um, and it, it is, you know, the third version of Ruby and Sapphire. It is slightly longer, and it is, you know, all of that. Um, I have not played this game since, I want to say, like, 2008, because my version was lent to someone, and it went through their washing machine, and it came out broken. Um, but recently I acquired a new version, um, well, recently being like two years ago, I acquired a new copy of this game, and, um, I, I took it out, I played it a little bit, and, um, I decided to see, having not played the game in that long, um, how close could I get to the leaderboard on the speedrun, like, website that they have, where it lists out records and and who has what. Um, And I can say, um, I played for about 2 hours and 45 minutes, so I'm a little past the world record point, but I'm within range where I would be in the top 50, keeping in mind that I picked this game up for the first time, and keep in mind, too, I had a little bit of a bad luck streak, um, because the mud chip that I got to start the game had very shitty stats. Um, and keep in mind, too, that a lot of it is trial and error, because I haven't played the game in so long, um, to try to figure out the best method to do things, like fighting Brawly, um, when you first get to Duford City, or Duford Island, whatever the fuck the name of it is, not a smart idea, um, because he will fuck you up. Um, when you first get there, um, I guess that the smart thing to do would be to go to, you know, go all the way to Flannery, fight all the way to Flannery, then come back and then on your way back to, um, Petalburg to fight Norman, that would be when you fight him because you have a substantial level advantage. Um, that's probably the smartest way to do it, and it's not like you need the HM Flash, which is what you get for beating him. Um, but it is one of those things. Also keep in mind that I was not using repels, um, which is something that people were doing, and because I've 
picked up this game for the first time in almost a decade, um, or over a decade, um, I, I'm, I forgot the movement patterns of some of the uh, NPCs, so I ended up fighting needlessly. Um, and also, I, had, I didn't really know the best paths to get around the region and any of that, because it's been a while since I did this. So, really, what we're looking at here is a, um, you know, I guess if I took a little more time and started out with, like, you know, and, and played the game a little bit more thoroughly, you know, it, it would be one of those things where it's like I probably, like, you know, I probably could get in the top ten if I devoted more time to it, but I think it's time to, you know, to, to say I was probably right with my assertion regarding, um, all of that, and the thing is, too, it's like my fucking mud chip that I got when I started the game, because, you know, I, I, before I started, I thought about going through, like, okay, what's the past, path of least resistance in terms of having something to fight with, and it's like, well, Sceptile isn't really that helpful, uh, you'll beat the first gym pretty easily, the third, you don't have a type advantage, but mud chip, you'll have a type advantage on one, you'll have a type advantage on three, you'll have a type advantage on four, um, so, you, you get plenty of options with Mudkip, so I picked Mudkip. Um, but yeah, it's like, for one with shitty IVs, I think I did pretty well. Um, and, and the thing is, too, it's like, it took me four attempts to beat, like, to, to, to nail this home. I had a good five to six level advantage over um, Mightyena from Archie. Um, who is the leader of Team Magma at the Volcano. Um, I, I had a good 5-6 level advantage. It took me 4 attempts and a little bit of grinding to get my speed up to the point where I was able to beat it to give you a sense of how shitty my stats were with this Mudkip. So, yeah. So, that, therein lies my, you know, my hypothesis and my test of said hypothesis. Um, so, I think that, you know, it might be worth looking into this a little bit further. Maybe not. Maybe I've done enough research. Which brings us to our topic today. Um, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. The, um, the be-all and end-all, the definitive, you know, ex uh, Lego Star Wars experience, um, in a video game, uh, according to several people. Um, now, the problem with, I, I do have a problem with this game. I've played through a considerable amount of it. Um, I do have a problem with it, um, which probably will come as a surprise to very few. My problem with this game is that the levels are too short, which, coming off of what I said about LEGO DC Supervillains a few years back on Beware of, on 30-Minute Reviews, if you go back to that episode and listen, what I said was it the levels are too long. Like, the levels... It, it is kind of one of those things where it's like... They overcorrected, I would say. Like, I would say they definitely overcorrected that issue, where it's like, for a while... Okay, you let me in? All right, cool. Um, for a while, the levels were way too long, which made the game unenjoyable, where it's like, holy fuck, will this level just end? And, like, for a game like, you know, DC or Marvel, the levels that were the most fun for me were the ones after you beat the game, which were kind of like, almost like what-if scenarios where it's like, here is, you know, like, here is something cool that happened with Howard the Duck at the headquarters of Marvel Studios, 
you know, that kind of thing. Those are the episodes that I, the, the, the levels I was like, oh, this is pretty awesome. I can, I can deal with this. So the levels were short. There were a few puzzles and it was kind of fun. The long ass levels that just go on for what seems like an interminable amount of time and just, you're just fucking, it, it, they're too long. And some of the levels in like, uh, you know, Marvel Superheroes 2, DC Supervillains, um, Beyond Gotham, like, the levels are too long. Um, and I think that this one kind of careened uh, wildly into the complete opposite direction, where now the levels are far too short. And I like the open world, and I like the open world that connects directly into the, um, into the levels, where you'll go seamlessly from open world to level. Um, I like that, and I like that a lot. My problem is the levels are too short once you're in the level, where you're in and out in 10 minutes, maybe. Um, the open world's cool. Exploring the open world is awesome. Getting to fly around the galaxy, do whatever the fuck you want. All of that is really cool, and it's the kind of thing that I would love, and I would love to see this happen again in future installments. Like, if they did this style game, but with Harry Potter, um, or with... You know, they did Lord of the Rings at one point. They did Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. If they did it there, um, if they did that with Doctor Who, that would be cool. Um, but there are tons of options available for that. Um, I think that the there's a lot of time-consuming menus that I've found. Um, the process to change characters is so much slower than in past games. It breaks enjoyment to an extent um, when you're in what's it called. It, it, it turns free play into kind of a slog um, because you have to change characters so much to do things. And at most, I've seen you get five characters to have in quick select. Um, and the act of going back and forth and changing them is just at times tedious. Where you're like, all right, hold on, let me do, let me uh, go here and then this way and do this, and it's just, it's, it's boring, uh, it, it makes the game into, like, a, a, a joyless kind of a mess to, to have to deal with that every little bit of time, um, then there is, you know, the Kyber Brick system, I really like that system, and I like that each class of character has their own upgrades, um, it really makes the game feel like something totally new and different, it doesn't feel like just another Lego game with a new skin painted on it or a new texture pack. It really feels like something new and unique having that in there. The space battles are really fun. Um, I find that to be one of the most entertaining parts of it. Um, the If you uh, upgrade too quickly, um, you do run the risk of becoming too overpowered. Um, and then there is also the issue of distribution of characters, but I think that's less the problem with this game, because the game can't really do anything about that, um, because of how the game is set up and what the game is meant to do. Um, it, if you look at, like, how, what's it called, works, how this, um, like, how the, how the game is set up, and how, when you, when you play it, what you're supposed to do, um, you're just playing through each episode of the Star Wars story. You start with episode, you can start with episode one, four, or seven, then you can play through, you can play through the trilogy, but you can't, like, 
like in the past game, you were able to start with episode two. You could start with episode three, but this one you have to start a trilogy and then play that trilogy through. Although you can't start another trilogy, like you can't play episode eight until you play episode seven. Um, but like there is the inherent issue that like if you start on episode one, you don't get a scavenger character um, or or a scoundrel character, which is needed for exploring in the overworld and, and collecting things in the overworld. If you start on um, episode seven. You don't get a Jedi until towards the end of the saga. So it's like the characters not being evenly distributed is not entirely the fault of the game. But at the same time, there is a better way to do it. Like there's a better way to to, uh, to, to distribute the characters that makes sense. Like there's no reason why Anakin in... Um, What's it called? Anakin in uh, um, episode one couldn't be a scavenger character. There's no reason for that. There's no reason why um, Ray, like Ray in episode seven, couldn't be a Jedi. Considering the Jedi character thing they do is just move things with the Force. Like there's and and I, I believe she does that in episode seven like episode seven she's doing mind tricks she's doing you know she's you know calling the lightsaber to her like it, it, there's no reason there's no hard fast rule that says like well we can't do this because the story doesn't allow it it's like well if you want to bend their rules like definitively young Anakin should be a scavenger character I think that that goes to you know, that, that, that is something that is, you know, solidly a thing. What else is there with this game? Um, but look, I mean, this is one of those things where it's like, I, I feel the same way about this game as I do about Pokemon Legends Ar- Arceus, or Arceus, or however the fuck you pronounce it, um, where it is the, it is a bold first attempt to wildly deviate from, what's it called? to wildly deviate from the established, you know, like, plot line and, and the established gameplay mechanics that we've had for, you know, decades at this point. Because I've had Pokemon games that play, like, there's, like, you know, for Pokemon, you were, you were playing it, you, we played Pokemon games basically the same way for the better part of, you know, a decade or 20 years, 25 years, and then now we have this wildly different, entire, like, almost entirely open world game, where you have to sneak up on Pokemon, so, like, to sit here and be like, well, it's totally different, is, you know, like, to to sit here and be like, they're trying, they're trying to find their footing, and they're trying to find the way that they're going to weight the characters, and and the way that it's going to work, It, it, it is one of those things where you have to, I'm gonna give them a little slack, same thing here. It, it is Telltale, or Traveler's Tales, first attempt at doing a game like this. So I don't want to be too hard on them and be like, oh, well, you know, you guys didn't do X, Y, and Z properly. Therefore, um, you know, you, you have to do, like, it, it's their first try at this. Let's, if, if this is what games are going to be like going forward from here, then this is a good way for it to go. 
but this one as a first entry leaves a lot to be desired and I would be interested to see where future iterations end up um, and I don't want to blindly kind of judge and be like oh well this this is going to be indicative of the whole thing going forward um, you know from here on out permanently um, because look there will be adjustments and there will be changes made but this is kind of the first step for them. This is their first, you know, change and, and their first look at, like, this is what we're doing. This is how we can improve. This is what we can do better. Like, this is, you know, this is going to be the look to see what do audiences respond to? What do we want and what do we think will work better when we do this in the future? Why the fuck is there so much traffic here? Why is there a green light and why am I dead stopped? Um, oh, because this fucking truck is in the wrong spot. Multiple trucks are in the wrong spot, blocking up traffic for everyone. Assholes. Um, so, so yeah. So, you know, this game is plenty entertaining. It's plenty fun. It's just... You know, there are some things about it that slog. I played it on the Switch, um, so, you know, performance issues, I wouldn't say were rampant, but I, w- I will say they weren't 100%, you know, it wasn't 100% fluid 100% of the time. Um, I played it mostly in handheld mode. Um, it, it's just, there, there are better ways to play the game. Um, hopefully we get more of this in the future. Um, that, that would be very cool. Um, to get, like I said, like, Doctor Who would be a great, you know, candidate for a game like this, a game of this style, with this much going on, um, and with, and with this big of an open world, um, that would, that would, it it does lend itself, certainly, to, uh, to this style of game. Um, Star Trek would lend itself to this style of game, um, you know. Or even, like, Harry Potter. They did Harry Potter. I don't know how you would do Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts. Because, I, th- I mean, time travel component. Um, I mean, the Marvel and DC universes. Especially the DC universe. Although, I think that, you know, what we got with DC supervillains is probably the closest we're going to get to a game like this. Um, I fucking hate being stuck behind school buses. And, and the thing is, it's more annoying when they only half stop at the railroad tracks and not do a full stop like they're supposed to. Because it's like, you did it halfway. Just do it the whole way. Don't be an asshole. Um, is there kids on the bus? What the fuck? Um, and I'm not directly behind the bus either. There's a car in front of me. But it's like, you, 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 you get to it and you have the, the, the alert lights and you're at the thing and you're like, well, what the fuck? Like, it, just go to a full stop go to a full stop, don't sit there and, and be an asshole about it, um, so yeah, so, I think that's really it, um, I think the next video game we're going to address is going to be for, a, it's not going to be for a little bit, um, because video games are expensive, and time consuming to play through, um, so I sit there, and I, I think it's one of those things where, you know, I need to, Oh no, Coromon. I have Coromon on my computer. Um, that'll be the next game we talk about. Um, maybe I'll go back and do a, a deeper look at Bug Fables, and we'll talk about that too. But that'll probably be on 30 Minute Reviews, and that'll be another time-consuming endeavor um, quest into what's it called. 
you know, journey into darkness, I guess we'll call it. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we'll wrap up there for today. Um, tomorrow is the next episode of The Girl from Plainville. Um, the show with, uh, what's it called? The show with, uh, about the, uh, Michelle Carter causing, uh, Conrad Roy to kill himself. Uh, we've been covering that every week, and that'll be tomorrow. Um, and then what else do we have this week? Oh, this week is hatching. We get to break out the, uh, the new horror movie logo that I have for, uh, for episodes of Beware of Spoilers about horror movies. Um, hatching being the Sundance Select horror movie, um, that, uh, is, I think it's Finnish. Um, but I'm looking forward to that. And then, uh, we are very rapidly headed towards Doctor Strange, Col- uh, no, it's not Colin, it's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, that is very rapidly approaching, and we cannot stop it, even if we want to. Um, so, get ready. Um, that will be coming next week as well. Um, oh, and, and Moon Knight. Moon Knight Episode 5 is this week. I forgot about that. Um, and I, I will eventually get around to, to watching Julia. I watched the first episode and then kept on forgetting. Um, and I always get distracted by watching other things. Like, I've been watching a lot of Adult Swim lately um, while I'm playing games. Because, like, that's it. And I've been trying to get through, like, you know, like a Star Wars um, and then also doing my playthrough of uh, Emerald to see how quick I can do it. And I think that it's one of those things where it's like, I'm, I'm like, while I'm doing that, I don't want to also have to watch Julia and, and watch it with an attentive eye to be like, okay, so X, Y, and Z is happening, keeping track of what's going on and, and, and all of that. Because not that it's a lot of work, but it is not a passive thing. Like, I can watch Aqua Teen Hunger Force while doing other things, because A, I've seen the show, B, it's old, C, you know, there's not, it's not going to be addressed on the podcast, um, where I need to be able to be like, okay, so here's the thing that happened here. Although maybe I will do an Adult Swim series on, on 30-minute reviews. Um, so we'll wrap up there for today, and until our next episode, have a great rest of your week.